This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at... There's still a new number, Mark. I was still getting used to the new number when I got put in jail. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. If you need any help doing this radio thing, I can I can handle it for now you. Now that you're a real professional talk show host. Yeah, right. Thrown into the arena. You know, you, it was sink or swim, Mark, and uh, you swam, yeah. and I appreciate it. Yeah, You did a, a good bitter. job. You know, you, that's your problem, <laughs> and uh, I hear you're going to take a vacation soon to help get over that. Indeed. You should come back uh, very relaxed, yeah. I would hope. Just accept the things I cannot change. 855. Partner this out of his mind. 450-3733. Uh, and who knows, I might be back in jail sooner rather than later. Uh, the city code enforcer was by today to threaten me over a few different uh, code issues with the home. Now, I don't know. They, they told me when I was uh, in the sentence that I received, because uh, I was sentenced to 360 days in jail. And uh, 270 of them were suspended, which means if you get in trouble again after you're out of your 90-day sentence, which I'm out of at this point, uh, then if they hit you with some other violation of some sort, you could theoretically have that suspended sentence brought down upon you and you could be put right back in jail. Something to think about, right? The thing they didn't specify, and normally it's specified, is what what good behavior means. Normally it means no misdemeanors felonies, or major motor vehicle violations, meaning that if you get a parking ticket, for instance, they're not going to go ahead and remove the suspended sentence, put you back in jail. Yeah. But they didn't specify, so I don't know what that means. So I put in a motion today to have them clarify what, what do they mean by good behavior, because theoretically, a, a, you know, a code violation on the, the home in which I live could be, if, if they're going to say that any city code violation is considered to violate the good behavior provision then that could put me right back in jail so no the day i'm supposed to get out of jail the city code enforcer comes by think that's a coincidence no i don't okay i think they've been waiting for you yeah well actually i know they've been waiting because he was snooping around the day i went to court uh, as well so yes uh, the you know the fun continues mm, here in the, it's a blast <laughs> in the, the legal land world of being a visible uh, activists that they consider to be the leader of everybody, and I, you know, I guess they still think that's true. Which, of course, nothing could be further from the truth. I am a leader, but it's a movement where anybody can be a leader, and nobody is obligated to follow my suggestions. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not in charge of anybody. Now they've suggested that I be the leader. Who has? Uh, you know, it, 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 folks that I have talked to in Keene that are in uh, sort of the establishment have uh, suggested that I be the leader of the, uh, the the Keniac Free Staters. Good luck with that. Yeah. Let's go right into uh, laughable. your phone calls here about whatever is on your mind. Actually, we've got uh, Jason Talley checking in from nearby New York City. He's been in New York City for a little while, stopping off in uh, Connecticut on the way back up here to, uh, to New Hampshire. Uh, Jason, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good to uh, good to see you on the cam, uh, Ian. Yes, uh, hey, Mark. Hey, Jason. So you were down for this Occupy New York thing, right? Yeah, Occupy or, Wall Street. Occupy and actually, Wall Street. I decided to uh, spend another week up here. So I'm um, I'm hopefully going. I'm going to edit some video now, and um, a couple days next week, I'm going to be uh, back on the scene. Uh, Ethan Lee Vita, um, who has been in Keen, uh, he's actually going to probably spend uh, a couple of weeks there. So I'm trying to do outreach. Folks that are uh, now your your cell phone connection kind of uh, is a little spotty. I don't know if you can go outdoors and uh, improve that, but, uh, but 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 maybe you could tell us 
what is what was the experience like? Because I just I just got out of jail, so my only I guess indication of what things are like down there is what I've seen in the mainstream media and the few snippets I've been given by people that came to visit me in jail. So it's my understanding there are a variety of people there, perhaps mostly left leaning, uh, that are you know they have a variety of different things that they're protesting and demanding and things like that. And also within the crowd there are probably some liberty oriented people uh, as well. People are camping out in public parks, uh, a public park specifically, a public park, uh, a private park apparently. Really. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, tell me it's more. A, it's, it's a private park, and that's why uh, it's really difficult for the uh, the New York City police to uh, put people out because they made an agreement with the developers who own the park that uh, it would be open to the public just twenty-four hours, seven days a week. So there's there's this uh, loophole, which means that people can stay. They're trying different ways to uh, get them out. They're saying sanitation is an issue. Um, but so far, uh, they they have to uh, uh, allow people to stay there. Very nice. So, so whoever the private park owner is, obviously on the side of the protesters. No, no. Uh, again, there's an agreement with the city. I, I think it was like the city that forced them, the developers, to uh, keep this space open to the public, and so it backfired on both parties. Actually, so um, they you decide to do anything about the people that are there. So wait, who didn't decide to do anything about it? Um, well, no, there was there was an agreement between the city. The city kind of forced the developer to have this park be open to the people twenty four seven, and uh, because of that agreement, developers can't kick them out, and neither can the city. So this was an uh, agreement that was city. prior to this whole Occupy Wall Street thing. Um, yeah, it has to do with that. It's, uh, it's just a public park that always has to stay to uh, people. Huh. It's very interesting. So what else uh, yeah. what, what else did you experience while you were there? Well, like you were saying, a lot of people um, believe in the state as a force for good, unfortunately. The outreach that we joined was centered on people know that it's actually the state, which is a legal fiction, that creates another legal fiction called corporations. And uh, the, the real source... We should strike the root, and the real source of these problems uh, is the state. Um, and, you know, what the people are doing in the park, they're building a community. They're, you know, taking care of needs, and that's what we need to see on a mass scale. So, um, we, you know, our outreach was centered around uh, having people be less reliant on the state and more reliant on communities and, and one another. So what do you think the end game is here? I mean, how long are these people prepared to go? Obviously, the longer they go, the colder it's going to get. Uh, what do you What do you think is going to pan out here? I really don't know. Uh, we shall see. Some people say they're digging in. Uh, they They certainly have plenty of funding. They are like giving out sleeping bags and uh, pads to sleep on, and uh, there's plenty of clothes, plenty of food. Hmm. Uh, they're raising plenty of money. People are sending boxes. The logistics operation is great. I just I saw people carry just boxes and boxes of, like, razor blades and tampons and, and other things. And so um, – and the weather has been nice recently. Right. So if you don't have any money, it's probably a good idea to uh, go occupy Wall Street. <laughs> Get yourself this, a free um, sleeping bag. Yeah, well, this movement has really uh, turned into sort of the Democrat Tea Party. It certainly seems like that. They're, right? they're funding – you know, the unions are funding it, and there's all kinds of Democrat, uh, you know, t- sort of uh, talking heads and pundits saying, go! Yeah, this is awesome. And it's it's interesting. It sort of started out with 
it had a more libertarian feel like the the Tea Party did, and now it's turned into sort of a more mainstream party thing. It seems it seems to me, just sitting here on the outside, what do you think? Well, you know, that is kind of my fear. Uh, we, what we saw with the Tea Parties is you had all these Republican politicians uh, jump in front of the Tea Party with their batons uh, leading the parade, and now we're seeing uh, sympathetic statements from Obama. I think he would be very happy to um, use this to uh, usher in his second term and, uh, you know, a, a this is only hope. Involvement. All right. So you're going back. Uh, what is your intention? What, what are your goals? I mean, like you said, you're reaching out, you're, you're sharing with them that corporations are created by the government, they're protected by the government. Uh, I mean, is that pretty much your main message that you're trying to get out? Do you have uh, like propaganda that you're, you're handing out to that, uh, to that end? Or are you just having conversations with people? Well, when we headed out uh, from Keene, we didn't have anything specific. It was uh, Michelle Seven, who I believe is going to show up later tonight to help co-host Street Talk Live, uh, Derek uh, Freeman and uh, Ryan Maddox. We all traveled together. We grabbed actually a bunch of uh, free Keene flyers, and so I, I would uh, write my URL, tally.tv, on them and just hand them out as much as I could, especially when I did uh, interviews with people. But basically, I'm treating everybody as an individual. I wanted to I, – I didn't like what the mainstream media was uh, was saying. I didn't care for their coverage, so I thought I would go cover it myself. Awesome. And, and people can uh, go to tally.tv to see that coverage, yes? Yeah, we're going to have videos and photos up uh, every day. Keep up the good work and uh, keep us in the loop with, uh, with what you're experiencing out there. Appreciate it, Jason, and talk to you soon. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The first secret to success is recognizing opportunity. The second is to act on it. But how do you gain the skills to know how and when? AllSuccessClub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at AllSuccessClub.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind, and you may dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Bring up whatever is on your mind, as uh, I am out fresh from jail as of yesterday, being released early, uh, earlier than expected, so bonus i sat in in the, th- in the third chair last night and i guess i get to take over my main role and you're feeling better about that mark so. yeah yeah i mean I, you know if you need any help there right on the show i i think i can handle it for you i'm glad i could be of assistance to you yeah have you heard that ron paul is now a top tier candidate you probably haven't because the mainstream media is trying to black out his campaign on october the 19th freedom lovers everywhere intend to create a ripple in politics so big no media outlet will be able to ignore it Join the fight for liberty and freedom today at blackthisout.com. It's blackthisout.com. I'm going to be participating in this. Ian, what do you think? You know, honestly, I've been so busy catching up, I haven't had a chance to go. So I I do plan on going because I have already contributed to Ron Paul's campaign this year. So obviously I'm a Ron Paul supporter. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm curious, Mark. Because you've been pretty excited about Gary Johnson. Are you pretty much done with him at this point? Well, it's not that I don't think that Gary Johnson's a great candidate. It's just that people didn't get on board with my idea. And you have to be somewhat fluid um, in these circumstances. I, I know I've said in the past— He just doesn't have the message that Ron Paul does. He's not as principled. 
he's not going to stand out like Ron Paul. Well, what what about Herman Cain? He's not as principled either, and he's managed to jump forward. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't pay any attention to those other guys. I don't you know, either. Like, I paid I paid some attention to Gary Johnson because you know he's good on the drug war issue, and he's good on a few a few other things. Uh, so what was the website again? It's blackthisout.com. Blackthisout.com. And the day is the 19th? Uh, yes, it's October the 19th. Okay, so and it's not up. that I don't support the Gary Johnson campaign so far. I have given uh, only money to the Gary Johnson campaign. I haven't given to the Ron Paul campaign. But, you know, I mean, I'm looking at the polls and trying to decide who I'm going to vote for and who I'm going to support and all that stuff. And you get finite resources. And it's just looking more Ron Pauly than... Let's go to you and your thoughts. Kevin is listening Supposedly, where are you, Kevin? I'm in Indianapolis. Are we on WXNT in our first hour now? No, it's just so bad right now. There's nothing on. I said, you know what? There's nothing on worth listening, so I'm just going to call into your show. (laughs) All right, well, that works. (laughs) You can listen on the phone. So, welcome back. Um, My feeling right now is the economy is so bad. Let me tell you what I do. I'm in basically the transportation business. The part, big part of my business is I transport entertainers. Uh, when they come to town, I'm able to pick them up and take them to events and things like that. Now, do you mean and like you're I driving a limo? Do. No, it's not a limo. It's a, You've heard of a Sprinter van. They're like you can put 20 people in. But they call nice. them limos. Like, yeah, those the, 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 the sort of short really vans. Limo, no. What's that? It's not really limo. Okay. I mean, and, I, and the reason that's, that's, it's, it's not a limo is because there, I have access to certain areas that limos and taxi cabs do not have access to Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so, so you're transporting entertainers. Correct. And then I also transport during the day. I use, you know, I don't want the vehicle sitting, so I'm able to take people back and forth to the doctors, et cetera. And then also there are certain uh, uh, bars that will call me when they have difficult people that, you know, come get them out of the bar, et cetera. Well, no one's going out to the bars during the week. Anymore. I mean, that's just dead. There's no one going to the bars during the week. And a lot of the old elderly people are really, really, uh, they're not going to the doctor, et cetera, like they used to. So, so you're saying people are cutting back as far as the uh, the economy is concerned? I'm, I'm saying that the economy is really going in the tank. I mean, it's really hitting bottom. And, uh, and when people, people are going to do two things. They're going to go out and spend money and drink, and they're going to go to the doctor. I mean, that's two things that people are going to do. Yeah. And when both of those aspects of the economy hit rock bottom, which they now have, you can take a serious look at, boy, we are in trouble. Things are seriously foobard. I would, boy, that, and that's the best phrase you could ever come up with. Yeah. I mean, beyond recognition. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, guys, I think at this point in time, Grab a hold of your ankles and just hold on for you know dear life because it's going to be a rough ride. So I didn't pull this out in show prep, but there was uh, you know some some news story somewhere, and the the bears love their uh, their their bad news, but it was something like the world economy could tank in two or three weeks was the title of this There's article. Always someone saying <laughs> There's that, always though. something to say that, but I mean I'm frankly I was like it caught my attention this time. And what do we have on the horizon? There is no type of industry coming around. There's nothing. You know, people, well, we need jobs. Well, what are you going to do? What jobs? I mean, legalized weed, that would help. I mean, that would start, you know, that would start the ball rolling, you know, do something like that. But, my God. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, back. you look at what the politicians are proposing, and it's all they're talking about is trying to save their budgets. They're not concerned with what's happening to anybody else, and they're not trying to reduce anything unless they're absolutely forced to by circumstance, by simple virtue of the fact that people just simply can't pay uh, anymore. In fact, I had a piece of uh, of news tonight about Chicago jacking up their property taxes by a tremendous uh, amount of money. There's one lady in Chicago here, just as an example. She received an $8,100 tax bill, eight thousand over $8,000, up from $6,400 last year. That's a huge jump. Yeah, that's the, that was the problem in Indianapolis a few years back, and they've got it under control. But there were areas in Indianapolis people were paying 14000 a year in property tax on a, on a 4000 or 3 to 4000 square foot home. It's, you just can't live. I mean, how are you supposed to live? Well, luckily, you know, it could be worse, right? It could it could be worse. We've got a lot of wealth in this country and as things change, uh, you know, as the economy kind of uh adjusts itself, bouncing back from all of the meddling by the federal government, which of course they're still meddling. So right. Not, when, when, it's really, know, when are you going to bounce back? I mean, I I don't know. Man. I'm pretty optimistic uh, because you I'm, are? I, I'm optimistic because I believe in the marketplace and I think the market's going to carry us through whatever comes. How's the market but, doing in North Vietnam or North Korea? Well, it's it's pretty restricted there. It's pretty restricted here. <laughs> I don't know if you can draw a direct I'm just, uh, parallel. I, no, no, it's an two. argumentum ad absurdum. We, we use these when making examples. Yeah, well, I mean, I see where you're coming from, Mark. And it, it, I'm not saying it's going to be easy necessarily, uh, but I don't expect that uh, Americans are going to starve. Okay, let's put it that way. Probably not starve. So, uh, so thank you, by the way, Kevin, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Your observations on the state of the economy out there. What what are you seeing? I mean, what what profession are you in? What telltale indicators or obvious in your face indicators? Are, you just can't ignore them anymore. Is it good? Is it bad? I mean, are, are there people out there whose businesses are increasing? Because frankly, Free Talk Lives is going up. Now, is it because we're on more stations than we used to be? Or is it because the market, you know, I don't know. I mean, are, are advertisers so desperate for people to come in that they're advertising more? I don't know. But Free Talk Live is doing better. Well, didn't they, isn't there some old sales thing that says that uh, you're supposed to advertise during a depression? Sure. Tell that to the person with no money. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's a great little saying. Um, you know, there's, there's some anecdotal story about I don't know double mint gum advertising during World War II when there was no gum to be had, for, but they still advertised so that they'd have people's market share in their mind when the war was over. I don't know if the story is true or not. Um, it's just told uh, to me when I was started doing sales. I'll tell you more about what's going on in Chicago. Also, take your calls as well. Jack and property tax rates up as though people can afford this stuff. You got to be kidding. Nobody can afford that. I mean, this woman had a like a 27% property tax increase in one year. 855-450-3733. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Tombstone Pizza. With multiple varieties to choose from, there's a Tombstone Pizza that's sure to please your family. What do you want on your Tombstone? Family dinner is important, but who says it has to be at the table? When life gets busy and the pressure is on, pull out the good paper plates and settle in for pizza and a movie. It's fun, easy, and memorable for the whole family. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is 
Free Talk Live. You may bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website. We've got a variety of features there, including live streams, which, when our streaming computer is working correctly, will be just super. If you How's try, it going? If you try to tune in uh, this afternoon, uh, there might have been some problems because uh, one of our hard drives crashed in the uh, the audio server here, which the problem has been remedied all as well. So go and listen at listen.freetalklive.com. It's all free. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It's also a course for people who do have attorneys who need to keep an eye on them and make sure that they're doing the right thing. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. You need to know how to make motions and call for hearings and get evidence and causes of action and objections. It's extraordinarily important. Jurisdictionary will tell you how to do all of that stuff. This is what you should have learned in civics class. And it's made easy for you. It is a four-CD course. It's so easy. The average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And, you know, you can uh, you can have it and listen over the weekend. If you ever, if you've got a, you know speeding tickets, you're dealing with the, the courts for whatever reason, you need it. Um, Jurisdictionary.com. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts at Jurisdictionary.com. When you check out, make sure to use the pull-down menu to let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. The number 855-450-3733 to Derek calling from Connecticut on the way back from the Occupy Wall Street uh, protest. Hello, Derek. Hello, Ian. I'm so glad you're free. Oh, Earth. excellent. And Derek, uh, same to you as well. Uh, this is, of course, Derek, who is appearing, I guess, on Tuesday nights now. Derek J. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing you when you get back here. Uh, I heard That's you guys are on air by the way. Yes, I wanted, I wanted to call also on behalf of Michelle Seven, who would like to be there tonight but is driving. Yeah, I heard the, the traffic's pretty so nasty out there. I wouldn't be safe for her to speak on the phone, but I did just want to say that amazing things are happening at the Occupy Wall Street protest, and she's going to fill everyone in when she gets there. You're heartened by this, then? I beg your pardon? You're heartened by what you saw on the Occupy Wall Street Encouraged. Stuff? Encouraged? You like oh, it? I am, very much. Okay. Well, tell me why. Yes, I, I enjoyed seeing that there were, were so many people who believed that like-minded people coming together for a common cause uh, makes a difference. Now, would you call the folks that are, are at exactly Occupy the Wall Street? people I, I want to introduce to concepts like the Free State Project. Would you, would you call the people that are there like-minded? I mean, it, seems, it seemed to me, from my very far away observation, that there were quite a bit of different uh, types of people there with different viewpoints and uh, different goals. Well, the differences that I saw were mostly in solution, mm-hmm. but... The people that I spoke with, I agreed with almost all of them about the problems that they identified, no matter what sort of solution they proposed uh, to fix it. We, we usually disagreed about that, but I, I think there's a lot of solidarity in, in the fact that people are unhappy with the Federal Reserve and that they're unhappy with um, the Wall Street uh, regulation. Well, that's interesting that... That's the topic of interest. So Mark had said, uh, and I, th- I think I agree, that the, these are kind of the, the left version of the Tea Party, essentially. What uh, Would you say that's an accurate statement? Um, I, I don't think so. The, they, they don't seem to have any sort of organization. The, the Tea Party 
uh, seems a little more organized. Than well, the Tea Party has been around well, for about the, the big difference that I thought um, was interesting that I, I don't hear being talked about was the the difference in police behavior uh, between Philadelphia and New York because I, I attended both. I went to a, a rally in Philadelphia while I was down here, and the police were on the other side of the barricades. The people were in the streets, and the cops were giving hugs to people. They didn't have. Well, it, it, you broke up. You broke up a little bit there. It is the city of brotherly love, after all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're losing them. Hey, Derek, thanks. Uh, thanks for the call. I mean, you're, hope, hopefully, they'll all show up here uh, at our studio by the by the end of the night here tonight. Be able to tell us uh, of their experiences in person. I think we lost his cell there. Driving into one of those unsavory cell neighborhoods. But saying that uh, Philly, different uh, vibe completely for, as far as the police are behaving uh, compared to New York City. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw a sign uh, one of the protesters was holding, and uh, I think it was, uh, you know, said something like this. Uh, These cops are one layoff away from being with us or something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, and you, ne- you never know. Of course, government workers probably the least likely to be laid off when it comes down to it. You know, the lefties always have more creative signs. Yes. You ever notice that? You're right about that. Yeah. Uh, 1-855-450-3-855-450-3733. We go to Canada, where uh, apparently we actually have the Prime Minister, Stephen Harper, on uh, on the air with us here. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Hey, you're you're on Free Talk Live. What's What's on your mind tonight? Well, I would like to say just how excited I am to see this Occupy movement down there. It's okay. wonderful to see all those socialists gather together like that. It's making me very excited. How do you know they're socialists? And, well, from what I've from what I've gathered on what I get on TV up here, they seem to be socialist, left leaning. You know, coming close to communist. That's probably now, true I mean, of some of them. Might be collectivizing them, but yeah, I think you are. It's making me very excited. You know, that would be like me calling everybody at a tea party a fascist. I mean, I know that's not uh, that's not true. I think there are some fascists there, and I think there are probably a, you know, a number of, of them, and I think there are a number of socialists down in, uh, down in New York at the other Occupy uh, protests. But why does that excite you so much? Well, you know, in Canada here, we love our government taking care of us. So well, that's the official what line. What I was hoping to do... Sorry? Uh, that's the official line, at least. I, I, I've i talked to some Canadians who aren't too keen on it, but go ahead. Well, that's why I've come to my next point. He's hard to get a hold of right now, Dr. Paul, but when he becomes president, I would like to propose an amendment to our free trade agreement where we can have a citizen exchange. <laughs> Meaning... You'll take all the socialists? Yes, you know, I, like uh, we can do it like sports teams do, where, um, let's say, I would give you guys a Stefan Molyneux, <laughs> And maybe you guys could give me uh, Michael Moore. You know, it's not a bad idea. I'll take it. Yeah, that seems like a good trade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for the call, uh, Stephen. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four five zero free. That's our number here. So I'd rather continue. give him Paul Krugman. Lisa is on the line, listening in. I believe uh, Delaware. Lisa, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, um, the gentleman that's on um, tonight at seven o'clock. Uh, talking about people that are saying, you know, how can you uproot uh, a Mexican or a Puerto Rican family if they're here illegally? Um, Hang on one second. I'm a, I'm a little bit confused. Here, Put, Lisa, point of, point of clarification. And they're not going to know basically what's going on. But the thing is, is children 
my children live with me until they're 18 years of age. Where I go, they go. So if they're here illegally, then they need to be sent back with their parents until they're the age 18, then they can decide what they want to do. Lisa, I'm, I'm more than happy to address the, address the issue. I'm just, I'm just not sure what show you're listening to. Or if you're even able to hear me. Get some audio problems? Yes, they are taken away from... What's her name? Uh, Lisa. Lisa! Lisa? From the American... Lisa, can you hear me? (laughs) That's awesome. I love calls like this. What is going Uh, on? Uh, maybe it's like one of those phones where I'll tell you what I'm going to just put her on hold. The cell phone just going to put her on hold, so it's not the channel. She just keeps on talking, so she well, can't. Sometimes when you're on like a speaker phone, now it doesn't sound like she's on a speaker phone, but just to give you an example. When you're on a speaker phone, it's not full duplex, meaning that the audio doesn't right. cross. Uh, you don't get send and receive audio at the same time on a speaker phone. So if you're yammering on a speaker phone and other somebody else is trying to talk to you on the other side of it, you can't if, do it. If their level of audio it doesn't exceed your or something like that it won't break through it won't you're just not going to hear the other person so i'll tell you what i i want to talk to lisa about this uh you know immigration thing that she's brought up i don't know what show she's listening to we haven't talked about that i don't know she's three hours into the future she said she was listening at 10 she yeah she said the show that was on at nine o'clock tonight or something like that supposedly in delaware seven yeah something so i'll tell you what we're going to put her on hold we'll have the board operator talk to her we'll see if maybe we can get her back on a different line or something like that so we can talk to her about immigration because it is an important issue there's more coming up free talk live On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can, of course, join us on our website, freetalklive.com, is where you'll go to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. If you want to help support this program, you may do so by amping for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show and help us get on more radio stations around the country. We're on about 109 stations, I think, as of today. And we've come this far because of our Free Talk Live amplifiers. Now, you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and more. Go and get the details and get signed up. And that's one of the many things I have to catch up on here after getting out of jail, being in jail for 60 days. Uh, there's close to 200 emails in just my AMP box alone. Oh, boy. So that's probably going to be a few days' worth of... Uh, just if I worked them straight, that'd probably be a, like a couple days worth at least, like full eight-hour days trying to catch up. So do bear with me if you've been waiting for some level of customer service uh, as a Free Talk Live amplifier. All that time meditating in the religious retreat, you probably should be significantly more efficient than you would be otherwise, so it won't take too long. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're right about that, Mark. Thank you for the, the vote of confidence. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the number. We continue here. We had Lisa on the line uh, a moment ago, and probably apparently according to our board operator the problem was she was on a, one of those bluetooth devices mm-hmm. and so when she was speaking we tried to speak back to her and it just wasn't happening there was like not even a conversation so apparently she switched phones we are, we are now, now back, back with lisa can you hear us lisa 
Yes, I can. All right. So now just to recap briefly, you seemed concerned about some program you were listening to on the radio. I don't think it was this show. Uh, no, but- it was, I believe it was Steve Wolf. Okay, it's fine. Doesn't matter who it was. I'm. I'll, we'll take the issue because I think uh, you know we'll take any call about anything, especially immigration. I think it's a really important issue. So you were saying basically that you thought that uh, that children or that uh, that immigrants that are here, so-called illegally, that are caught, should have their kids uh, jettisoned from the country with them. Is that pretty much what your your point was? Yeah, exactly. I mean, because if 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 I was to move to another country and my children were young, not. Uh, under the age of 18, they'd have to go with me. Sure. You see what I'm saying? They'd have to move with me. And then when they turned 18, if they wanted to, to move out or move back to the United States or whatever, they could do it. You know, they're, they're taking, they're over here illegally. They're taking jobs away from Well, I'm not sure that that's true, right? Some of these children are American citizens because they were born in the United States on um, U.S. soil, right? Exactly. And the immigrants, the immigrants, they understand more than what you think because when they know that if the child if the child is born over here, it's born a United States citizen. Sure. Hold on, hold on. So I mean, it's not it's not that they understand more than what I think. I think they're human beings, and they're very you know many of them are very very intelligent people. I don't think they're sub anything. They're just like me and you. Uh, so you I don't have under, a language barrier. Yeah, I don't. I, I would in fact uh, suggest that they aren't citizens, and you aren't citizens a citizen, and I'm not a citizen either. That in fact a citizen is a person that has uh, that has an obligation of allegiance, and that the government has a duty to protect you. And since the Supreme Court has ruled time and again that it doesn't have an obligation to protect you, then then the 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 whole uh, agreement of citizenship doesn't exist. But I understand the term that you're using here, and so you you seem to have a practical solution for getting rid of these uh, undesirables. But it seems to run afoul of the highest law in the land, which is the Constitution. Don't you think it's a problem to kick U.S. citizens out of the country just because they might be under the age, uh, some arbitrary age? I I do and I don't. I mean, I do. To a point, but they know they're, okay, the parents, they come here illegally. They know they're here illegally. A lot of times they don't come illegally. As a matter of fact, uh, Lisa, about 60% of illegal aliens didn't come here illegally. They came here legally and their visas expired and they stayed here illegally. So a lot of times people will suggest that there was some crime committed by crossing the border, and that's true less than a majority of the time. Well, I think all of this misses the point. Uh, really, we're kind of beating around the edges here instead of striking at the root. And what I'm hearing from you, Lisa, is that you just have a problem with people coming here, right? No, no, I don't have. I don't. I do not have a problem with people coming here. Okay. They can come here if they so choose. But if we have to go, okay, say like we go to another country, they have rules and they have laws that they that anybody that comes into their country has to abide by. So you think that, just to clarify what you're saying, you think that America should be more like those other countries and have a bunch of rules for people? No, we have, okay, no. We have we have laws for illegal aliens. When they come over here, okay, not saying they're, they're not allowed to come in here. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is this. We have to follow the laws that are, are, are made for us. Hmm. Anywhere, whether it be here or in another country. So do you think that there are two? Let me see if I can understand you then. So you're saying that there are too many immigration laws, too few immigration laws, or just about the right amount? There's too few. 
So you would like to see more uh, controls on immigration. So you'd like to see, like, what would you like to see changed? Okay, for one, what I'd like to see changed, if you're going to come over here and start a business, okay, like a lot of people do, you don't get the option, you don't get the benefit of having to, being able to open up a business and have seven years or however many long it is of not having to pay taxes. Are you suggesting you that any here, immigrant doesn't have to pay taxes for seven years? I'm not sure I understand what you mean by that. Yeah, I, I opened a business. I had to pay taxes in the first seven years. You did? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that I know that are around here that have businesses. They don't pay taxes for seven years. Then why wouldn't you just switch the name of your corporation every seven years and never pay taxes? They, they do. They do. I don't know one what you're talking about. I, I frankly have example, no idea what you're I've talking about. I've never heard of this before. I mean, usually every business is immediately targeted. Any any business that opens publicly is targeted for enforcement by whatever tax uh, so-called enforcers there are around there. But why are you so interested in taxing people anyway? I mean, what do you, what good does that do? I mean, we we know we're taxed. Okay. Are we that, not? Yeah, that's a statement of the obvious. We are taxed, but do you feel it okay. does you do, you? do you feel like being taxed is a good thing? Uh, well, I think they they have too high of a tax on, on a lot of things. Like the taxes you pay, those are probably too high, right? No, no. I'm, I'm talking about just different things that they. What's a good tax? What tax makes you feel good, Lisa? What do you mean? What tax makes that makes me feel good? Do you have any? Are there I any do, taxes I, out I there? Do, that... I do live in I do live in a tax free state, but I still have to pay property taxes. I still have to pay um, state taxes, uh, federal taxes. Do you feel like you get a good value for the tax that you pay? I don't think my ta- I don't think the tax money, all of the tax money that people are putting in, are going for a lot of the good that it should do. Do you think that free people? should be able to cross borders of free countries freely? No. So which part of that uh, statement would be incorrect? Let me me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Yes, I do. But but you, if you're going to do that, then you need to do it by the book. Meaning you have to ask permission, right? right. You have to beg? Free people don't ask permission, though, do they? No, I'm not saying beg. Well, isn't that what getting your papers is? come here... If they want to come here and they want to live here I'm, like we do, then they should have to. I'm not talking about they. I'm talking about you. Are you a free person? I'm free. Okay. Uh, free <laughs> I as suspect. The government will allow me to right. be. Now, that's the, uh, yeah. the, 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 there is the crux of what I'm talking about, Lisa. And I think in order to be free, you need to advocate for the freedom of everyone. And in order to get that, we're not going to get that by saying we should be free and they should not. And no, that the. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. If, but I'm just saying if they want to come here and live in. Right. You you already said that. I get what you're saying. You feel like that there's some hoops that the government people have put up and uh, you want them to jump through those hoops. The most arduous hoops that this uh, nation has ever had. A nation built by immigrants. Right. And frankly, the the hoops only get more Byzantine as time goes by. It's a heck of a lot easier to sneak into this country than it is to pay thousands of dollars to get in here. Build a better... Build a paperwork. Build a better life for your family so that you can feed them and, and, you know, I mean, that's what the American dream has been all about. The Statue of Liberty stands out there still with a poem that nobody gives a flying flip at a rolling donut, least of all Lisa. 
No, I do give a flip, flying flip. Then, then, Lynn, then, then say it with me. Give me your poor, your 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 downtrodden, your those yearning to be free. Give them here. What yeah, do, see, what Lisa. Do you mean, give them here. Well, it's okay. <laughs> they can come here. I don't have a problem with them coming here. Yes, you do. You, you want you them... said that you want the laws to be more restrictive for them to come here. You and, want the, uh, you, you want, want the ones all kinds that are of hoops. You want all kinds of hoops to be put up for these these poor people, mostly poor people that want to come here and make a better life for themselves. And I thank you, Lisa, for the call. I appreciate the uh, the discussion. It's always uh, an important issue, I think, because people just don't understand. They don't get it. If you want to control immigration then you're going to have to have a total police state. And that means that you're going to be controlled, too. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free. Emma Lazarus? Yeah. A new Colossus? More coming up here. Hour two's next. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true. You can be one of them. Whether it's wealth, happiness, business, or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At AllSuccessClub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at AllSuccessClub.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And, of course, we take your calls about anything. That's the point of the program. Uh, You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. In fact, we had a a lady call in at the end of the last hour, in case you're just tuning in. Lisa. Uh, Lisa from Delaware. She had heard some discussion about immigration on another talk show. And, hey, it doesn't matter if you're not listening to Free Talk Live. You can call in Talk about the issue. Uh, We'll talk about whatever issue. And immigration is a big one. People really are in the dark. They, They just don't understand what the issue is they think that you know they're taking our jobs which of course is not true just look at the situation in georgia where you remember this one mark before I went it's, to it's happening now in alabama too it is hap- it yeah the, the the so these georgia and alabama have passed a very restrictive immigration laws Alabama's the worst in the country even oh. worse than arizona's and the fact is that there's that you've got tomatoes rotting on vines out there there's that you can't it, were, it was hundreds of thousands of jobs that mm-hmm. were available if yes. i'm not mistaken and they brought out in Georgia. They brought out pensioners, uh, people that are out of prison that are supposedly looking for work. Uh, pensioners, uh, pro- probationers. Probationers. Thank yeah. you. Uh, people that are out of prison, supposedly looking for work, and they gave them. They said, "Here, here's some job. Here's a job for here's you. Here's a job." And, and these people, likely, if they were getting fired, could go back to. They could face going back to jail if they got uh, fired or, um, you know, the job didn't like their. These performance guys walked off the job or the first day, yeah. or didn't show up the second day for the, the supermajority. Can't do the work. So as a result, you've got literally millions of dollars worth of food that can is not being picked is rotting on the vine. Yes, and of course, once they do get people that can do the work, they're going to need. They're going to want to get paid more because Americans have gotten fat and lazy sadly mm-hmm. and um you know that's just that's how it goes instead of people that uh, want to work hard and you know raise their families and 
pick fruit or whatever it is, they, you know, it's just rotting. And don't forget, we also saw news a while back about how a lot of farms that are located maybe Southern California, uh, kind of the southern border area, have just the farmers just said, screw it, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Yeah, they're go across, across the, the border. border. <laughs> they can get the they can get the Mexican labor across the border with the uh, the NAFTA treaty or whatever it is. Right. Um, you know, the, the soil's the same. Yep, no Just do big, it down what's, there. What's the big deal? By the way, she mentioned that uh, people were getting uh, seven-year tax holidays. Look this up on Snopes, and this is false. One of those immigration immig- immigrants were one of those. Uh, yeah, uh, that immigrants were that uh, one of those jingoistic uh, email forward things where oh, the Muslims and the immigrants they're they're killing us. They're, uh-huh. they're, you know, leprosidic dog-eating murderers and whatever it is that they're claiming. Um, turns out here from Snopes, completely false statement. Forget about it. Nobody's getting any f- breaks. The U.S. government wants tax. <laughs> from everybody, native-born or newly arrived. Stories about immigrants receiving new cars, apartments, clothing allowances from the government and being exempted from paying taxes um, to at least the, the date in the 1960s. That's how old this canard is. And often wow. while poor American kids are starving is the kicker added to these tales, provoking a righteously indignant response from those who hear it who don't have the facts. So in, in honor of this, I've composed a new poem. I'm going to call this The Rotting Dying Colossus. You poor, you innocent, you huddled masses yearning to be free, get out. F you. We don't want you. <laughs> Let's go to you and your calls. Uh, talk to Austin listening in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Austin. What's up, guys? Greetings from beautiful Boise, Idaho, or as I would like to call the state, uh, New Hampshire West. I'm surprised you guys don't have an affiliate out here. You could always call your local talk station and request Free Talk Live. So what's on your mind tonight? Uh, it was just something involving uh, a Stossel special I saw about a few days ago where he was talking about the ideal libertarian society. And one of the guests he had on there was, I think it was a spokesperson or one of the heads of uh, Coke Industries. And he's using them as a, like the shining example of a libertarian society. But after you've seen their history of lobbying and I guess their environmental records, kind of leaving me scratching my head, what do you guys think? You know, I don't know everything about Coke Industries. Um, you know, people will often d- decide to lump Free Talk Live in as though the Coke brothers are coming in here and sitting sitting down in our living room studio telling us what to say. They've got their they've got their hands up our little puppet backs or something. You know, I don't know these guys from anything. They're not writing me any checks. Yeah, I don't know anything more about Coke than I do about uh, who's the liberal guy, the the really rich Soros. Soros. Like I don't know anything about these guys. I know that they've got a bunch of money and they support the causes they support and some whatever. of those causes I'm for and I'm sure some of those causes I'm against. Yeah, that makes sense. And another thing, I went to a local uh, thing. It was like an Occupy Boise thing. I did see some glimmering signs of hope, like some end the Fed Ron Paul posters and stuff like that. But most of it was just seemed like smelly hippies to me. <laughs> but uh, thanks for the call, guys. Oh, um, well, thank you for awesome. your call. Appreciate it. Uh, 855-450-3733. Mm-hmm. I don't know about protests. I wonder what they can do. Um, you know, I mean, I'm... And most of the Tea Party smelled like uh, smelly fascists to me. (laughs) So so what seems obvious to me is that um, there is a populist uprising that's sweeping the globe, that people are all over the world upset with government. I think it has to do with communication. I think it has to do with uh, people being able to communicate at a much better rate than they have been previously. The governments are, are these old dinosaurs that uh, maybe maybe at one point uh, monopolistic 
top-down governments were the the word of the day, and you had to have them in order to keep peace or whatever. I'm that's not nonsense. Sure. I don't know that. It's, I don't know. It's always been people controlling people. That's it's all. That, that's exactly what it is. But I do think that uh, behavior needs to be controlled in some way, shape, or form. That much is true. the The real problem I have with it is the monopoly status that they claim for themselves. When you have a monopoly, you'll never have growth. You'll never have innovation. So therefore, here in the United States, we've got we got a government that's essentially 230 years old. I mean, you're, we're not we're not riding around in vehicles that are 230 years old. We're not uh, you know talking on communication devices that are that old using quills and ink. Let's go to Dustin listening in Omaha, Nebraska. Dustin, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, I don't know if uh, you guys have realized it already. I think it was before you got out, but Mark was reading the uh, proposed list of demands. Do you remember that, Mark? Yes, this is the proposed list of demands. Of, uh, uh, proposed list of demands of the Occupy Wall Street folks, uh, somebody claiming to represent them. Yeah, how do you do that? Well, it's some of them. I, I suspect that I really strongly do believe that there is a contingent, uh, a larger contingent within the Wa- Occupy Wall Street movement that is um, somewhat more liberal and socialist than they are libertarian. No, I think you're right about that. Uh, but I, uh, it's my understanding that they are having some sort of organizational meeting. So that's probably where those came from. Anyway, what about them? It was, it was a post by one guy on a forum, apparently, and the media blew it out of proportion because, you know, they'd love to paint the entire group as a bunch of, uh, you know, Free stuff, wanting socialist types. Okay. So they your thoughts? Actually, did come out with, uh, I guess, a declaration of the occupation of New York City that Keith Olbermann read on on uh, his show or whatever. But they have some kind of an official statement now. Have you seen this yet? No, it's called a declaration of what? The, well, the title on it is "Declaration of the Occupation of New York City." If you just type in, I don't know, official statement or whatever in the Google, you'll probably see it. But anyway, it, it's, a, it's pretty good. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of kind of not good-sounding stuff. I don't know. I can't think of the word right now. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, you can, you can read it. I, I don't want to read it right now, and you probably don't want to read it right now. But well, we'll take, we'll take a look at it, and I appreciate the, the heads up. Any other thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I have a question. In a, I have a hypothetical scenario. In a voluntary society... Would I be able to buy up all the land on what is now considered the border and then build my own moat? Would that be okay? Yes. If you could get everyone to sell that land to you, which would be quite a process. You'd be the largest landowner uh, in in the country. Sure, probably. What if what if I encircled like somebody's somebody else's land? Oh, this is always a good one. What out? if what if my land encircled someone else's land? It's always a good question. Um, the so I mean, wouldn't how many how you'd have to buy land around and then buy the road too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if the road was on my land, of course. Could they have a helicopter? Well, is it, wouldn't I own the airspace Mm-mm. above my land and the you, you can't below? own can, anything? Can you, you stop uh, airplanes from flying over? Do you own the airspace you, above your land now? No. See, the reason you don't own the airspace uh, is because you haven't homesteaded it. So if you put up like a radio tower, you'd kind of own up to the top of the radio tower. Yeah. Um, you what haven't done anything like to improve that space. Hmm? What, if, what if I build like a seven mile fence? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, thanks for the you call. You tell me how you're going to keep it up, and I then we'll, we'll go further with that Yeah, question. go ahead and build that big moat along the border, and then I'll just uh, fly people over top of it. That'll be fine. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. one 450 free We'll talk more about this surrounding thing in a moment. 
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. We've got about 1,000 people here in New Hampshire now as a result of the Free State Project. Those Over, are the ones that are counted. It's right? probably more than, significantly more than that. I don't think that's significantly more. If there are significantly more than that, Mark, they're not living around here. And so, or at least they're not coming out uh, around here. I, I, th- I think that we should stick with the official count rather than buoy people's hopes uh, about, you know, what to expect when they get here. So anyway, there are uh, around a thousand folks scattered all throughout New Hampshire. Uh, there, it's, a, it's a movement that's making a difference. Uh, there's, it's a well-rounded movement. It's, it's something unlike anything you've ever seen in the history of the liberty movement in this country, uh, except for the very first movement of people who moved here to, you know, escape persecution, uh, for instance. There's a long history of people who've migrated for political reasons. Uh, look at the, the Mormons, for instance, in Utah. They migrated to Utah. They moved all in one group, basically, and they had a real effect on that place. Some would say it's a horrible effect, but uh, they had an effect nonetheless. A bunch of hippies moved into Vermont. They had a big effect on how Vermont is. Indeed, We're starting to see how liberty-minded people moving to the same place can have an effect, too, because I can tell you, when I was living in Florida trying to do liberty activism down there, I didn't really feel like I was having much of an effect, and I was pouring money and time into doing that activism, and it just it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't growing. If you want to be a part of a growing movement, a movement of some of the best liberty activists in the world, people from all around the country and world are moving to New Hampshire, you need to go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about the Free State Project. Get signed up. Uh, the guy from Marijuana Muscle is actually in town visiting, and he is uh, from California, and he's just blown away by the beauty of New Hampshire. It's, of course, uh, the fall leaf-changing season yeah. here. so <laughs> It is the most beautiful time of the year. Great time to visit, unless you're going to be paying hotel prices, because uh, they're pretty much booked up uh, this time of year. So yeah. get up here whenever you can, although uh, the Liberty Forum and the Porcupine Freedom Festival are the two probably best times to come up. And I haven't heard an announcement on dates from the Liberty Forum. Did I miss that, Mark? Have those been announced yet? I believe they have been announced. Oh, okay. Well, we'll bring those to you at some point here in uh, in the near future. That's an exciting opportunity because it lets you come up here, get together in a hotel, the Liberty Forum, with other liberty-minded folks, lots of people that already live here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and others who are planning on making the move here. Uh, it's a great way to connect with the community and really see what it's like to be around literally hundreds and soon to be thousands of other like-minded, freedom-oriented people. So freestateproject.org, that's why we're here. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. The three-day pass, let's see, um, Liberty Forum Sunday Pass is February the 26th. Uh, it looks like you can go the 24th, 25th, and 26th of February is uh, Liberty Forum. So Thursday through Sunday. Yep, and uh, I'm sure you can use, uh, what's the coupon code they always give? 
It's usually FTL, but I'm not sure. I mean, we haven't heard. I haven't heard anything on that. I just got out of jail, Mark, so don't ask me these things. Say, I'm just giving you the dates here, man. Yeah. So, uh, so once again, 855-450-3733. Let's go to you and uh, your thoughts. Actually, ooh, we've got to address the issue of the surrounding the property thing. Oh, yeah. We had a gentleman call in earlier. What if I bought it? Could I buy all the property in a liberty-oriented society that surrounds your house and trap you there? Now, you brought up the could I own a helicopter uh, answer, which that's kind of the cheap way out but, but it is it, it well it's it does address the issue and you can buy a property and it will as you know as, as things change in the world it becomes more and less valuable wouldn't you agree the, the realistic answer mark is that uh, in the transition from having this government-run road system to some sort of a market-based freedom system, uh, that uh, that there will, when these properties are sold and traded, they will be sold with provisions attached to them. So, like right of access uh, provisions. Yeah, if I'm going to sell you this part of road, you have well, to. That allow happens me. now. Um, That's true. It does happen now. But it's important to bring that up to the person who. And- and the Perhaps. continuity it matters. But I would like to point out that when the government gets involved, it doesn't always matter. Um, my piece of property that I own now used to be a, a larger one when somebody else owned it previously. They cut it into three pieces. And when the road went through, they actually went through the property, cutting off a portion of the property that um, you know those close to a stream and essentially locking it in. It's completely worthless now. And it, um, you know, so the government gave them no right of way access because how are they going to give it to them um, when there's a stream going by? That you know that would require that'd be incumbent upon another piece of uh, person's property um, in a different way. So you know, it happens today when things like this occur. Right. So the property that you want to buy up uh, likely already has a provision attached to it, or or they wouldn't sell it if it didn't. Uh, this the provision that says, well, I've got to be able to access the property. And this comes along with these purchases uh, that are made. And I think uh, somebody who asks those questions doesn't know these things, right? Like, as you point out, Mark, this already happens today. But I would, I would venture to bet that the caller has probably never owned property and or has never had to encounter some sort of a situation like it's that. It's a fun little mind game, though, when you're talking about, do, when I buy property, do I own all the space uh, you know, above it all the way out into uh, the cosmos? Yeah. Do I own it all the way down to the center of the Earth? Well, that brings up the issue is if you landed on the moon and you put, built a little circular fence just a little circle fence. Could you then say, I declare that I own all of the property on the outside of this fence? Because essentially you've yes. circled in every other bit of the moon, right? So uh, it's, it's absurd. And the reason it's absurd is because you haven't done anything. To you, improve it. You haven't improved it. You haven't homesteaded. You don't just get to put up a fence and uh, claim that you now own the entire forest, the you know, 50 if... million acres of forest that you fenced in. So now you want to, you brought it up. Now, now you want to play. What if your intention is to keep the moon pristine and untouched? So therefore, <laughs> you have uh, improved it in the fashion mm. that you have uh, fenced it around around and said this portion shall remain untouched Ooh, you bring up a good i am objection. a super genius you know mark this is one of those things the market's gonna have to figure out yeah it will i mean you know it's not it's never going to be a perfect system it's no nothing's perfect right you know heaven's perfect and we're not dead yet um, assuming you believe yeah. in heaven or, or whatever and the things that we have here the question is is a monopolistic top down uh, form of government the one that we want and is that what's going to service uh, humans in the most moral and just and efficient way into the future and i would venture to say it's not 
Your thoughts are welcome at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. Because I, I agree with you, Mark. I mean, I think that there's real value in having pristine uh, property, untouched. Sure, some people uh, are going to want that. Woodlands and things like that or, or whatever. And th- there are organizations that do have it in mind to purchase properties with the intention of not allowing them to be developed. People keeping those uh, moon trees safe. So ultimately, the marketplace will have to come up with some way of uh, – we already have titles to property and uh, title services. that you know, these, these people that run a check on a title, for instance, to make sure it's unencumbered before you sell it. These are privately run uh, companies. So that I don't think it would be too difficult to replace the monopoly provider with uh, with some sort of a market system. I just don't know how it would work exactly, and that's okay. It's okay to not know the answer to all these questions. You can't answer all these questions. Right, because – even if we were to speculate, and we could, and our speculation may or may not turn out to be correct, but even if we were to speculate, we still aren't in, uh, in possession of all of the, the information that would be necessary for the market to, to make decisions. And when I say something like that, that means thousands of, of you know, hundreds of thousands yeah. of millions of billions of people deciding trillions of different things and it all working out, you know, to bring you thousands of uh, you know products on the shelf of the grocery yeah. store, for instance. And the best decision works because that's the one people go for. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, they'll uh, hopefully learn their lesson and change their minds and try something different. Except for beta. All right, so 855-450-FREE. Actually, beta's kind of still around in the uh, professional market. Mm. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up what you want is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. Lots of features available to you there. We've got a webcam. You can watch and listen to the show, and you can do it free over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Jason Osborne, the principal of SACL CAI, wants to welcome Ian Freeman back and encourage you to join the AMP program. Um, that's what he wants done with his live read time here. It's uh, If you want to find out more about SACL CAI, his business, it's the top banner on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. Indeed. Uh, as we continue with you and your thoughts, let's talk to Scott in Massachusetts. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, Mark and Ian. How are you? Hey, it's Scott the Bigot. What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Well, I'm very happy tonight, uh, gentlemen. I'll tell you why. With Occupy Wall Street, uh, it will spread throughout Boston and New York and Chicago and and uh, uh, Dallas and all the cities across America. And uh, maybe the Zionist-occupied government will collapse. Uh, the Federal Reserve is evil. We have a Zionist-occupied government. To your listeners that don't know what Zionist-occupied government is. I was about to ask you. That's great. It stretches everything from uh, the wars in Afghanistan, the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee that has plunged us into war uh, because we were attacked on 9-11 because of the over 
10 billion in the United States. You're, you're kind of you're kind of glossing over. It's basically a uh, kind of a re- a bigoted conspiracy theory, right? That suggests that uh, the the people in power want to uh, you know want to restore Zion, which is is Israel, right? Is that right? That's right. In other words, your listeners would have to read the protocols of the learned elders of Zion now, and believe that sort of bigoted screed and believe that uh, this thing that has been shown to be fraudulent is true. It's not fraudulent. I, but, See, I knew you were going to say that. It's but, authentic. It's absolutely genuine. The Jews want you to believe that it's fraudulent. And the proof that it's authentic is that everything it stated came true. World War I, World War II, the control of gold throughout the world, the Federal Reserve. The Jews control the Federal Reserve. They control Wall Street. In fact, all of the people that are <laughs> protesting on Wall Street against Wall Street bankers, I have a list of these evil bankers that must be put away and incarcerated for the rest of their lives. Lloyd Blank, fine of Goldman Sachs. I don't want to hear a Scott, list. Um, the, so some of these people that are protesting on Wall Street are gay. Some of them are black. Some of them are Jewish. What is that? How does that make you feel? You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me explain. And I'll give you an answer. In World War II... There were people very conservative in the United States that hated communism. But they figured they had to make a pact with Joseph Stalin in Soviet Russia to defeat Nazism, National Socialism. So they figured, you know, we'll make a deal with the devil. So to answer your question, yes, I agree. There are blacks. There are Hispanics. There are Jews. But I'm going to tell you something. I hate Wall Street. I hate the international Jewish bankers that run, run Wall Street. So to answer your well, question, well, wait. How could they, how could but I mean, by your perspective, you kind of group people together as though they're all the same. So you're acknowledging that some people who are Jewish are in the streets protesting against some other people who are also Jewish, who are you know in charge of some financial institutions. That's right. It, 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 the, the Jews have. Is been, that part of the conspiracy? Like, are they? Yes. Let me explain. Jews shift grounds on three ways. A, they're either, there's Jewish capitalism, like Goldman Sachs, the bastards that control Wall Street and the Federal Reserve, that's A. B, then there's international Jewish communism, the Jews invented communism, and then C, there's international Jewish Zionism. Between the three groups, the Jews are prevalent in all of them, and they control and, and enslave the world. They've already enslaved the world through all three movements. Now, where, where did the white separatists come into all this? What are, what are they doing? I would like to see uh, white supremacists, uh, Nazis, if you, national socialists, if you will, uh, skinheads, what have you, an Aryan, an Aryan coalition, if you will, that will take back America and drive out eventually... Now- uh, the so-called mud people. Are they going to take out? Take Jews, hold on. Are, are they going to take the uh, take back America from the mud people and then give it to the Indians? No. No. Now hold on. No, it seems to me that you're, you're you seem to be take back harkens to a different time, right? No. And so you're just picking a random time on the the, the continuum here in the North American content, continent when. Don't uh, just- there were white people that were in charge. I mean, shouldn't shouldn't if if you're going to make judgments by race and and geography, shouldn't you say give it all the land back to the Indians and leave? Of course not, because the Indians are inferior. I think you <laughs> I think you bigots should uh, really look at this from a realistic perspective, Scott. 
you know, I mean, we've talked to you for a long time on this program. Uh, you've called year after year and expressed your bigoted views here, and we've allowed it. So, I mean, we we, yes, you have. we disagree vehemently, but uh, you are not in the majority. Racism is dying. People are coming together. There oh, are interracial no. marriages and relationships and uh, children of interma- uh, interracial uh, relationships. The colors are mixing. And uh, what you want it's to happen problem. isn't even close to happening, nor will it ever be close, because you essentially are trying to advocate hatred uh, towards your fellow man. And you're trying to divide people, which is not uh, a very healthy thing to do. It's very unlikely you're ever going to be able to have a chance at taking back America. What you do have a chance at doing and this is what I'd recommend you do, is you and your separatists or supremacist buddies get together and go, you know, have yourself a county where you live somewhere, where all of you can live together in your little white peaceful world, have yourself whatever white picket fence that you want in your white house with all your white neighbors, and don't raise white sheep, and don't bother the rest of us. How's that sound? You know, I'm going to tell you something. You're forgetting one thing. If the economy deteriorates, and it is, there will be race wars in this country. Whites will attack blacks. Blacks. This will is not a prison so, so, like s- that. Scott, my, one of my best friends in the world is half white and half black, and he's a very light-skinned mulatto. He's fella. going to beat himself, Mark. It, he's he's going to... He, who, who, am I going to attack him, or is he going to attack me? He'll attack himself. Left you, hand you will punch right. I'm saying, I want to leave you with a thought to ponder tonight, and your listeners as well. They laughed at Adolf Hitler in 1933 before he came to power. But when the, when, when the German mark was took five trillion marks to buy a loaf of bread, if the American economy deteriorates to the extent that I think it will, the currency is rendered worthless, people have no employment, no jobs or whatever, they will eventually hold the Jews responsible. They will be angry at blacks for affirmative action. Affirm, Nobody affirm, I know affirm, would be. Who do you, t- you, you don't even talk to people, Scott. You don't even leave your apartment. How, how can you even predict this? I know that America is in dire straits, and I know that the whole rotten Zionist-occupied government is going to collapse very soon. When was the last time you went out and socialized with other human beings? I I get the pulse of the people, and I get the pulse of what's going on in this country. How can you get the pulse of anything if you're cloistered within your apartment? I know what's going on. In I the mean, world. you're not even going I know to what cooks, young man. Are you even going to KKK meetings? I mean, are you even getting out amongst other white separatists? Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Wait in a minute. Is that no, your mom? No, no, no. Look, it's nine o'clock. Yeah. I want it now. Yeah. No. No. So, gentlemen, who who is I, that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go laugh. Wait, is I that take, your mother? Yeah, I take care of her. She wants I to get on the phone now, huh? Yeah, Mom, get off the phone. Mom just booted my Scott off the phone. It's nine o'clock. You got to get off the phone. Actually, she's not even close to nine. Laugh all you want. But I'm telling it's you, it's okay. Cause more people are living with their parents today. How old are you, by the way? Yeah. Forty-nine. Forty-nine. You know, you'd I be surprised, Scott, how many people are living with their parents. My mom. I'm very proud that I take care of her. And you know, with this rotten economy, is your mom as uh, bigoted and nasty towards other home. human beings as you are? Can you put what her on the phone, please? No. What's her name? Sandra. Sandra, can you put Sandra on the line, please? She's not going to want to talk. I really, she does want to talk. She just got on the phone, tried to kick you off of it. Just hand the phone to Sandra and we'll talk to her. Tell you what, I'll put you on hold. We'll see if you can get Sandra on because I want to talk to her about you. I want to know if she was the start of all of this, of your hatred. 
towards other human oh, beings, or maybe she is disappointed in you. Sandra? Yes, it's a radio show, and I really want to talk to you, so hang on, Sandra. I hope that you can stick with us, because I would... <laughs> it's free talk live. If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. You want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers, too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want as long as mommy will let you use the phone. Oh, it's just mean. (laughs) 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And uh, we invite you over to our website. Lots of features there. You can enjoy them completely free. And you can support Free Talk Live uh, in a variety of different ways. One of those ways is to shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. And that's where you can shop through Amazon as well as Newegg. Uh, and if you shop through the Amazon links there, and there's different ones for different countries, then Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale. If you shop through the Newegg links, then the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund will actually get a portion of the sale. So actually, I just had to buy a couple hard drives because we had a hard drive crash in one of the servers in the studio here. And so I went to Newegg, done, uh, went through to the Newegg uh, links there over at shop.freetalklive.com. It's a great way to get the stuff you need online, the stuff you want, and help Free Talk Live and or the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Shop.freetalklive.com. The time to stand up for freedom is now. The media won't help us. The establishment won't help us. They wish to black us out. We'll let them black this out. On October the 19th, tens of thousands of Americans will be donating to Ron Ron Paul's presidential campaign. Visit blackthisout.com to join them and the fight for liberty and freedom. I won't be fighting. However, I will be donating on October the 19th. I encourage you to do so also. It's blackthisout.com. All right. So we were talking with Scott the Bigot. He's called the show a number of times in the past and has expressed his hatred towards various others who are not exactly colored as he is. And we've you know gotten into various different issues with Scott. Tonight, he called in, and he, I believe, is still occupying one of the phone lines here. Uh, toward the end of his call, when we were kind of getting ready to wrap it up, uh, we, can only t- we can only handle so much of his bigotry in, uh, in one session, his mom broke onto the line and wanted to use the phone. Now, I said I would love to talk to Scott's mom, and I believe her name was Sandra. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I don't know if she's actually there. We've been unable to determine that. The uh, the board op checked in during the break, and he said that when he checked into the line that uh, they were still arguing about using the phone, and he didn't want to get in the middle of it. So we're just going to go ahead and go right back here. Uh, oh, no, he just dropped off the line. So uh, Scott is gone, I'm afraid, at this point. We didn't get a chance to really talk to Sandra. I would have loved to have asked her some questions about how, why her son turned out the way he did. Was it her? Did she influence him in this way? Was I'm it sure dad? she's not going to think that's true. Well, she did it. Maybe right? she's a white separatist too. Maybe she's very proud. That's, that's what we don't know because we didn't talk. To that her. much is true. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, continue here with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Leo listening in Oregon. Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how's it going? Good show, guys. Hey, Leo, uh, what's I, on your I, mind tonight? Um, 
appreciate the link to the Ron Paul thing on the 19th. I'm going to use that. So, Blackthisout.com? Uh, I just Scott talking about the, the Zionism thing. And I believe Zionism is a, it's a legitimate front, but it is just a front. And I think it's been proven to be a terrorist organization. And But it just uses Judaism as a shield. And, you know, even in that protocols that he was talking about, it refers often to our lesser brethren. It talks about that kind of stuff. And so I don't, I'm not that, in, you know, familiar with it, but I, I, I did, it did come across my path, and I looked at it for a while, you know, earlier, you know, about a decade or so ago, and I've heard it since then. I think it, it is, uh, you know, but it's not, you know, it's not a blanket all Jews kind of thing. It it's is for Scott, a, though, Leo. Um, Scott Scott has gotten on the show and, and advocated, for instance, moving the Jews to Madagascar. I mean, we're and so I will agree with you that there's probably a group of people who share um, religious and ethnic backgrounds that have some goal in a political sense to say return a certain area of land to some ancestral pasts, and some well, of those people you may call I think, Zionists. I think I think, you know, and I have Jewish friends, and to them what Zionism means is the exodus and the, and the, um, the rebirth of the homeland of Israel. That's what, and the, or the actual movement of, but what, what it means to the actual organization that is, 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 you know, it's just another organization that's bent on world dominion. They go, they're not, they're not pious, they're not reverent or anything. I mean, they're using... A religion as a shield, so when they get discovered and somebody points it out, they can say, oh, anti-Semite. Yep. And well, so they use it as a shield so they can protect themselves and still get away with their shenanigans. So, um, they're, they're, so Judaism is both a religion and an ethnicity at the same time. I mean, so if you're Jewish, you can be Jewish in the religion, religious sense or the ethnic sense. And it's kind of this, uh, you know, it's this strange amalgam. And some people get all caught up in their Jewishness and their heritage. Or, or and, and by the way, any religion, any ethnicity, people get caught up in it. Like, it's important what my parents were, even though the milkman could have been your dad you don't know um you know like people will care about heritage and things like that and when in fact these are just ideas your color your um, ethnicity your race is really just an idea that you have about yourself it's not even a reality true and it's i mean it can be compared to like for the likud for example i mean there's that they they re, they um recruit Who? some pretty pretty brutal talent and they're all about superiority and everybody else is second and if we need to kill 10 million people to prove our point we'll do it so and they don't represent the entire the entirety of the jewish people you know what i mean so of course not how could that be true i mean the the idea that there's anybody that could represent the entirety of any group of people is absolutely absurd we can't even get mark and myself to agree on uh you know everything so there'd be no way for anyone to represent the two of us mark let alone a group let alone a large group of people. Like one person could be the spokesman for black people. It's absolutely absurd. Hey, Leo, thanks for the call and the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you. People like Scott are never going. People like Scott need to. I don't know how it's going to happen for them, but they need to have some sort of an experience where they can come to understand that human beings are different. It, it's it's love, and that's the only thing that's ever going to conquer this. Is they need to be treated. They uh, treated with love and respect by somebody who they thought was superior or bad at some point. Who thought they were superior to Okay. Right. Um, well, no. To, okay. So they need, Scott needs to be treated with love and respect by a black person, a gay person, um, a Jewish person in a way that he truly internalizes and says, wow, 
they've really helped me. They, that was really awesome. Mm. I feel such an indebtedness. And at that point, his mind won't be able to hold on to these ideas any longer. It breaks the paradigm. And, um, you know, that he begins the journey back to healing and believing that people are individuals. Unfortunately, you know, he shuts himself to, up in his house all day. So how's that going to change? makes it more difficult. Yeah. Um, certainly, if you, if you, know, you create your own reality, there's no doubt right. about it. Um, but, you know, this is, uh, this is what has to happen. I mean, I believe that there are differences from people's ethnicity. I mean, that's. I, I think that there are some differences out there. I think that uh, Mexican people, Central American people tend to be a little shorter. And, you know, that's not bigotry or anything like that. I don't think that, um, you know, I just, I think that there's some small differences, but I don't think they amount to anything. I don't think that you can... Um, they don't speak to the human being. It's they just don't. physical. I mean, if, so if you whip out some statistic here or there, like, you know, some ethnic group is more likely to commit crimes or something like that, you don't... Um, what does that mean about that individual who, uh, whom I know who is of nothing. that eth- ethnic group? It means nothing, nothing about that. And that's really the ultimate goal is to break people of this habit of putting people into groups and treating them as though they're all the same. Right. I mean, you know, if so if somebody wants to put together all the bad things that some white people have done and then blame them on me, how fair is that? By the way, I do not claim to be white. I'm just uh, saying that uh, some people might look at me and say that's true. I am an amalgam of uh, several different uh, ethnic groups and, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's talk to Steve in California. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. It's a shame we lost Scott. I had a question for him. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, but since he's gone... Um, before I get to my main point, I wanted to comment on... Well, ask, uh, ask your question to the ether. What, what would you have asked him? What I wanted to ask Scott the bigot was, um, I wanted to let him know that, that uh, I, I come from Jewish parents, but I'm still opposed to, to the state of Israel, the, the operative word being state, uh, as, just as I'm opposed to any other state. Uh, and would he then still say that I should be banished to Madagascar? Madagascar, you go. <laughs> sure, and how about this? Even though I come from Jewish parents, I, I myself am an atheist. I'm not Jewish. Am I still banished to Madagascar? I hope you like Madagascar and its funny-looking <laughs> trees and its lemurs and stuff. Good question. So go ahead with your other thoughts. So I, my main point, I'll still wait for a moment because I wanted to comment uh, on the earlier caller who was talking about, in uh, you know, just, just a recap. Uh, he was talking about, oh, in a, you know, in a voluntary society, how would you deal with a situation where person A could go and buy this donut-shaped property and uh, encompass person B, uh, and person B can't even escape? And you guys brought up a couple of great points about, you know, um, rights that come attached to the property. But uh, there's a couple of other things. Um, Great. I'd love to hear uh, about yeah. them. So hang on. We'll bring it back here. Uh, coming up here moments away, hour number three, uh, we'll talk more with Steve about property rights and whether or not you can buy up the property around somebody and trap them there. <laughs> uh, coming up here moments, one eight five five four five zero free Still plenty of time for you and your thoughts about what you want. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's Free Talk Live. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. 
You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators. Any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. freetalklivesolar.com. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And, of course, we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com to enjoy the features that we have for you there. Get signed up for updates. You can follow the various... Uh, did you send any updates, by the way, while I was gone? No, I don't <laughs> know anything about... Uh, you know, I, I encourage people to sign up. Did you let them all know you're out? I haven't even gotten send around Send an to that update yet. out. So you can go to updates.freetalklive.com, and when I'm not in jail, you'll get an update from time, an update from time to time, uh, keeping you in the loop with what's going on with the show. Also, we have a Facebook page, a Facebook profile that you can like, as well as a Twitter feed, and the updates go out in all three ways. So it's it's your choice as to how to get signed up. In fact, I think you should actually go to news. Wait a minute. I'm so it's news.freetalklive.com. News. Yeah. I'm rusty. That's can where you can get that? the updates and the Facebook and the Twitter all in one place. I figured it'd be like getting back on a bicycle, Mark, but it's not quite the same. Well, it's all about comfort level. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes. It's about comfort level. And when the audience feels that you're addressing them, and you, you always are. I mean, you're comfortable over there. That, that's the thing I had the biggest trouble with when I was over there is I was, ah, ah, I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm upset. And, you know, I frankly, I was in a, a state of uh, stress. I was stressed and upset most of the time you were gone. And I, that's what my biggest concern is, is that it would come through my voice. I'd try to relax. I'd try to, uh, you know, really engage the audience in the best way. But, you know, it's hard to get out of your own mind. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I was getting adrenaline rushes from calling into the show. That's swell. Yeah. I'm glad. Well, I mean, that's that's how it is when I it's just different being on the phone versus being in a studio. It, that's how I've been when I've called uh, radio shows for a long time. And I've, I've gotten better at it, but it kind of came back to me. To some Adrenaline extent. rush is calling uh, your own radio show from jail. Yeah. You know, I figured you'd come out either, um, you know, b- b- a flagrant homosexual or a religious convert, you know, found Jesus, got caught yourself the Holy Ghost. What do you mean a religious convert? Is, isn't that what happens to people in jail? I've, some people find a religion <laughs> when they're in jail. And I found lots of religions while I was in jail. I did a lot of uh, religious kind of... Uh, research and learned a lot and so it was a good time for me we can feel the power of the holy ghost with no i don't think so uh we continue here with steve in california steve uh you're back on free talk live hey guys yeah i went in i went into jail a jew and i came out of jail an atheist so go figure that is that a true Um, statement well by jail i mean hebrew school (laughs) (laughs) yeah Anyway, uh, we were talking uh, before the break about uh, the caller earlier that proposed, well, what if in a voluntary society um, somebody, person A, went and bought up all the property uh, surrounding person B, so person B was trapped and built a big fence so the person couldn't even escape by air or by jumping out or or what have you. And uh, you guys brought up some good points about how the market might deal with that. 
Uh, I thought of a couple of other market mechanisms that would probably come into play. Uh, myself, just as a, as a person, uh, first of all, whoever that person A is that bought up all the land, I would personally uh, boycott, and I would encourage others to boycott, whatever that person's livelihood is. Yeah, that and, person's weird. I mean, that's the first yeah, thing to and, say about that person. And antisocial. Yeah, like like, yeah, and, and, well, and tyrannical in a number of ways by wanting to box somebody in. Uh, I don't know who would support that. Whatever that guy does, I'm going to stop buying his product, stop patronizing whatever service he offers, mm-hmm. and how long is this person going to be able to afford to do this? before he has to give way and, and let this person out. Yeah, you bring uh, in the now, aspect of the social pressures and ostracism that could happen. Not only that, you could organize a boycott of uh, kind of like a reverse boycott and encourage others to not sell to him and others to not uh, deal with him and that sort of thing. Also, Absolutely. when you create these sort of extra market uh, externalities, which is really what this is about, I mean, you're creating a situation where you're imprisoning somebody on their own land. Uh, this is, you know, let's talk about how the real world works. When humans well, feel Second, that was that was going to be my second point. Actually, is that you know if that if that fails, if that boycott fails because you run into this rare individual that's uh, a miniature tyrant and also a trillionaire, uh, talking about you know uh, 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 unlikely situations. But let's say you run into that. Um, uh, the way I think the market would respond is myself personally. Even though I respect property rights, I would still bust into person A's property to rescue this poor guy, person B, and, and I'll deal with whatever uh, private judicial system comes afterwards to, to, to prosecute me, Sure, uh, if I can get that poor guy yeah. out. I mean, really, it's just so absurd. These situations that people bring up in order to question, you know, what, well, what, the free market isn't perfect, so there could be all these crazy things that might happen. <laughs> so and let's go with what we've got. <laughs> so Right, so they you come know, up with the craziest, most absurd example, and by the way, let's point out it's worth mentioning, and it hasn't been mentioned in this conversation, that what we have is that your land is surrounded by a monopoly. You don't even own your land. My house is surrounded by government roads, and if they want to tell me I can't go on the government road, they can tell me that. That's right. And take away your driver's license. Um, Let's not forget that any time that these, uh, these, these bureaucrats want they can throw you in jail. I mean, you don't. You don't. You can go to jail and not get a bond just because these bureaucrats want to throw you in. So, if you're worried about imprisonment, the system that we have today is far more tenuous than the one that we propose in a uh, more free market world. Sure, and you know, guys, it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that people, uh, you know, that that question liberty or maybe you're on the fence of liberty, call in with these absurd situations. But I, I do understand where they're coming from. I used to be one of those people. Sure, me too. And the reason is is because you want to you want to put the ideas of liberty to to the most strenuous tests and see if it if they still stand up. Yep, and, and think about they it. Still do. Um, they they still do. I don't know that they stand up. I don't know that they stand up entirely. I don't think it's perfection. Um, I mean, and that's. Well, to some extent, what you're alluding here, I think it may be the best idea. It's the best alternative. It's, it's, exactly. it's the best exactly. alternative to me being king. And uh, there's, <laughs> there's me being king, which is entirely impossible. And if you believe that, then you're, you know, you're, you're insane. Secondarily, there is the opportunity for me to be free. And to do that, other people need to be free, too. Sure. If I just have a moment, guys, I'd like to get to the main point of why I called. Um, unless you have other callers, I can Go call now. Go quick. Time. Okay. Um, it was about uh, specifically about conspiracy theories, and a couple of weeks ago uh, there was some talk of 9-11 conspiracy theories, and I generally uh, share the same opinion that you guys, uh, that the two of you espouse on air, which is, who really cares? 
Uh, if your point is to make me not trust the government, I already don't, and so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time worrying about whether 9-11 was an inside job or not. But I did want to point out one thing to conspiracy theorists, that they always hold up this Building 7 mystery. Building 7, Building 7 is their tying ray of conspiracy. And to that I was just thinking, it's absurd. And the reason is, it sounds like the theory is that a bunch of government people were sitting in a room and they said, okay, we're going to... Uh, we're going to control demolition, building one, building two, and building seven. Do they really need to do building seven to, for, for us to have a reason to uh, invade Iraq? Building one or two are enough. They, they really needed to add building seven to the conspiracy? Well, I see, I see where you're coming from, but to take the other side of the perspective on that, uh, it, one of the conspiracy viewpoints is that it was done as an insurance thing on those buildings and that they would you know the whoever the owner was uh, would collect the insurance but policy. the question is if you're going to blow up all three buildings why wouldn't you blow them all up at the same time why would you wait to pull the building after you know a, a several hours there are no answers to any of these questions because nobody knows what there's, the truth is and there's, and there's not enough insurance money from the first two buildings yeah that's another good point <laughs> I, I, I mean, don't know. Okay, if those two buildings fall next, I mean, I, the fact is, all those buildings were destroyed. You didn't need to do anything with Building Seven. It wouldn't seem to me. I mean, those two, the two largest buildings in the world falling next to your buildings destroyed your buildings. The insurance payout was huge, even um, outside of uh, the the World Trade Center compound. I would imagine. Sure. That's all I got, guys. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate hearing from you at one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I don't know what the truth is. I, I don't know. Propose to know, and I'm not going to spend the next. I just five don't years think it matters. Trying to figure it out. I don't think that once. Um, you know, I think that I think now with the uh, the and with, this is what I used on the nine eleven show or nine ten show when we when I declared the nine eleven truth movement to be officially dead um, is that well we can look at the JFK uh, conspiracy theory and it doesn't matter at this point a majority a large majority of Americans do not believe the Warren Commission's findings. And it doesn't matter. They have. They don't care. The reason that they're, you know, <laughs> they they don't distrust the government because the government was wrong on this, or the government perpetrated this, or whatever. That's not it. The truth is that government is a really bad idea because it's force and forcing your neighbors monopoly government to hurt people, or forcing your neighbors to the do what, what you want them to or to not do what you don't want them to. It leads to really nasty consequences. More coming up. Free talk live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And, of course, we invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. We've got lots of archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download, and uh, you can download all the way back to 2006. Plenty of archives, all free at freetalklive.com. You've been hearing us talk about Bitcoins now for a while, but maybe you didn't know how to go about getting them. Well, now there's an easy way. 
You can get bitcoins to buy depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the United States, including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting involved. Works just like a person-to-person cash transaction. It's like internet cash, but you do it over the internet. To learn more, visit we excuse me uh, exchangebitcoins.com. Again, it's exchangebitcoins.com. So we'll continue to take your phone calls about what you want. Also, the news about uh, the property taxes in Chicago, um, they're just jacking them up on people. We want to get back to that if we get a chance. But first, we go to you and your thoughts with Nick, listening in Illinois on the Amp Lines. Hello, Nick. Hello. Uh, hey. The audio in my phone is spotty for some reason. I'm sorry to hear that. You sound fine, so go ahead if you can understand us. Okay. The caller, Lisa from Delaware, kept saying if people come here, they should pay taxes. Meaning immigrants. Illegal immigrants. Uh, I'd like to explain what she's probably thinking, and if she's still listening, I'd like to explain to her the countervailing viewpoint on the topic of taxes and why people should not pay them, illegal immigrant or not. Okay. (coughs) As I mentioned a couple nights ago, liberals see America as a kind of club. This club provides services called public goods for the purpose of maximizing the wealth and well-being of its members in exchange for membership dues called taxes. In Lisa's view, or so I imagine, anyone who sets foot on the club's land owes that club these membership dues. But Lisa, if you're listening, America is not that kind of club, and the reason why is very simple. The question is, when is violence morally legitimate? I think most people would agree that self-defense is an appropriate use of violence, and possibly it would also be legitimate in the act of apprehending a thief or murderer. But ask yourself, is violence really a legitimate way to enforce social cooperation? Is it a legitimate way to collect a debt? especially one that the debtor never actually agreed to the terms of. And if such a club acquired its land by genocidally slaughtering the natives who were there first, would they really legitimately own that land anyway? Because that's the kind of club that the American government is, Lisa, the kind of club that is used to beat people. The only point I disagree with would be that you called her a liberal. She might have called herself a conservative. I don't know. We didn't ask her that. Oh, well, statists in general still see it pretty much the same way. They just have different definitions of uh, what the public good should be. It's true. I mean, that's that's really what it boils it down. It's, uh, statism is, uh, you know, two sides of the same coin: liberal or conservative. Um, you know, people that that want the government to take care of people that would call the government inefficient, violent, dangerous, or whatever they would call it in one breath will say that it should do such and such in another and do it well and efficiently, as if it's capable of it. It is the most inefficient organizational system at this point that we have. Mark, and, that's why we need to put a businessman in charge. Right? Well, <laughs> that's fine if you want a cowboy to do brain surgery or you want or you want a construction guy to make bake cakes a businessman can run a business but a government isn't a business unless you consider it be, to be the business of threatening and hurting yeah. people that's what governments do no, the it's the antithesis of, of business i mean business is about providing product and sir or service to people in the marketplace on a consensual basis that they value to the point where they're willing to separate their hard-earned money uh, to purchase that product or service. I mean, that's what business is about. It's about operating on consent, and government doesn't do that. They do the opposite. They operate on threat of violence. They operate on actual violence. And if you don't like their services, well, tough. you got to pay for them anyway, whether you decide to use them or not. Whereas if I don't like Walmart, I can choose you know, another alternative or open up my own department store for instance so it's it's not even close to being business but of course uh, the irony is they love to call them uh, they love to to term what they're doing as business that like if you go to court oh you've do you have business with this court (laughs) you're not even close to business this isn't business nick any other thoughts 
Um, the audio is really bad, so right, I'll man. just hang up Thanks now. for the call. Appreciate it. one 855 free That's 855-450-3733. Of course, we will take your calls about anything. Now then, uh, Chicago, CBS News reporting that tax bills have been sent out to Cook County homeowners this week. And the big jump in the amount due to many homeowners has some wondering if they can keep their home. CBS 2's Dana Kozlov uh, is looking at the dramatic jump in property tax bills. According to their clerk's office, their tax rates are up for schools, park districts, municipalities, and other government bodies. Because this is Illinois we're talking about. They're not exactly slashing and burning when it comes to government spending. No, they don't even know how. These guys are billions. of. Last time I checked, and I've been in jail for a few months, they've been billions of dollars in debt just on paying, I think, pension payments. Uh, in Illinois, and trying to figure out how to remedy that problem. Of course, all the options on the table involve increasing control, more taxes, not actually cutting back anything at all. So here's one of the the results of those uh, discussions. Some of these tax levies have made double-digit increases in tax rates. One lady, Patricia Taylor, uh, received an $8,100 property tax bill last year. It was $6,400. That's a heck of an increase. I mean, even now, it doesn't say here what her home is worth, but whatever it's worth, that's a tremendous jump, 27%. She took time on her day off to head to the Cook County Assessor's Office to see if anything could be done for herself and her mother, saying, what do they expect? I don't live well, in Beverly Hills. They're going to tell you to pay it, and then we'll come back and assess it, and if not, we'll write you a check. Don't worry. She says, it's ridiculous. Kelly Quinn, the spokesbureaucrat for the county assessor, said the office has had thousands of taxpayers like Taylor walk through their halls this week wondering what was going on with their bills. She said according to she their... She it's cute, apparently. <laughs> she said that tax bills will jump an average of almost 2.7%. Got to run the government. It's important, you know. We've got to keep those roads going. We're seeing a lot of anxious people, she says. But what we're also seeing is once they leave here, they're satisfied. And many of them are happy because they're seeing a tax bill that does go down a bit. <laughs> what? And this is the this is the trick though people. They, they you know, they hand you a big old tax bill, bring it down a little bit, but it's still an increase from last year and yeah. you're going to pay it as if the government's doing more for you than it was doing last year. The governments don't around the the, the nation, the, the municipalities, the the local governments, they don't know what to do because they got all fat and lazy, um not that they weren't lazy beforehand but they got all fat and lazy with the the housing boom that went on uh, you know a few years ago and they can't figure out what to do they thought that uh, housing values would just keep going up 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 just like everybody else did but government doesn't have to cut because it has the ability to steal your home from you so they, you know they just haven't gotten to they haven't gotten around to cutting those budgets i mean what budgets have they cut tell me Now, one factor in why people are upset is because uh, she says that many of the complaining parties are senior citizens who didn't apply for their senior exemption, which they must do every year now, according to some new law that's been passed. So so some older folks came in. uh, They didn't know about the new law that made it so they had to apply for this exemption every single year. And that's when they were told, oh, don't worry. You can just apply for this exemption. They reduce their property taxes a little bit. And then they get to pretend like they're sending everybody away with a smile on their face you've got to be kidding me people are livid about this uh 1-855-450-FREE of course they don't know what they can do about it there's not much they can can do about it 
They live in Illinois. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you, 1-855-453, that's 855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Michelle, running just a tad late for the show this evening, uh, but better late than never, always good to have you. You were actually driving back here throughout the entire program. Like a bat out of hell, baby. And you were driving back from New York City. Uh, with a number of other uh, liberty-loving folks from here in New Hampshire who've, who'd gone down. Courtesy uh, of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Thank you very much. Oh, at cdevolution.org. And you are actually involved now with the CD Evolution Fund. I don't know if that's public information. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, yes. We you may doing, be involved well, at some I, point. No, I wanted to be able to go down and do something and test my metal a bit because it's been a while since I've had an employer and um, I wanted to be able to know that I could deliver, you know, something. And I think it's more of a contractual. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Okay, good. So you went to this uh, this Occupy Wall Street thing, and you've got I some observations. I wasn't part of the ninety nine percent, though. I was staying at the W, which I thought was going to be like a flea bag hotel because I got it off of Priceline. I'd never heard of it or whatever, and I was trying to stay within a budget. So I put in the amount that I could stay and and they put me at ground zero at the 20th floor overlooking this amazing view with this great bar. It was awesome. You said you weren't part of the 99%, meaning 99% of them are staying in a park? (laughs) Is that what you mean? They're claiming we're the 99% is what they keep chanting. Because 99% of America sleeps in a park. (laughs) No, no, no. Does that mean the 99% who who don't hold the wealth? Is that what they're referring to? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Because I think that, you know, the claim is is that the top 1% pay 80% of the taxes or something. I don't know. I want to hear more about what you experienced, Michelle, but we've got to take some calls here. Great. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. We'll get to that here in a moment. But first, let me tell you about the SG-1 solar power generating system. You want a solar uh, generating system for two reasons. As a backup generator, just like any other backup generator, this one will be there when you need it in an emergency. But the added advantage is you can run your refrigerator, your freezer, your well pump, or you know some normal things on it all the time. So it's paying for itself, and unlike any other generator, just sitting there collecting dust in the off times. Plus, you can expand the SG-1 over time to take your whole house off the grid. It is the SG-1 solar power generating system. You can find out more about it by going to freetalklivesolar.com. Experts are standing by to answer all your questions. All you have to do is give them a call, freetalklivesolar.com, to get the number. To the phones and the fun, Kevin is listening. Excuse me, Kelvin is listening in Colorado. Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live. Kelvin in Colorado. Are you there? I'm Kelvin. here. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, let's see uh, here. Uh, first, a uh, little disclaimer. Uh, I'm 50 years old, and I'm going to donate to a political candidate for the first time in my life. Uh, uh, and that's Ron Paul. 
Are you going to do it on October the 19th? I suggest you donate to the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund instead because you'll get way more bang for your buck, baby. And you can also (laughs) donate to Free Talk Live. You could do do those things, but he's excited about Ron Paul. Okay. Let the the man donate to what he's excited about. I think that, you know, Ron Paul, I get what you're saying, Michelle, that political campaigns don't tend to be the best way to spend uh, dollars. But on the other hand, I gave him $5,200 a couple years, four years ago, and I just don't feel like I got my money's worth. But. Ron Paul, I give, I've given him a hundred so far, and I probably I, will, I, I plan on giving him more on the 19th here. Uh, what's the website again, Mark? Blackthisout.com. Blackthisout.com. Um, but you're excited about Ron Paul. Why? Well, I think uh, well, last time he, re- he ran, I don't think he really got uh, um, the message out that well because he was uh, being censored by the media, I felt. And this time, with this money bomb thing and how lame the other uh, potential candidates are, uh, I think uh, there's a chance that he might be able to break through and get more of his ideas out since they're like things that actually might work versus the same old, you know, Keynesian and... uh, yeah, but he had the same ideas four years ago and twenty years ago. He's been consistent, and I don't. I think you're giving too much credit to the media for this. I think that it's more a reflection of people are actually kind of waking up to the idea that liberty and free markets are the only way is the only way. It's the only moral option, actually. Right, and I think that uh, a lot of people haven't really been uh, given those ideas much thought, but now they're being. Brought kicking and screaming uh, out. Yeah, well, to uh, go. You know what? This has not worked. It hasn't worked with the Republicans. It hasn't worked with the Democrats. These guys are all out of ideas. They just want to keep trying the same old stuff. And here's somebody that's presenting uh, a new take on it. And hey, if I sit and think about it, and you know, am willing to, uh, if I'm a Republican, willing to consider some of the things that are considered liberal, or if I'm a liberal and, and uh, willing to consider some of the things that are you know, normally considered to be conservative, and, and instead start looking at things on the freedom versus statism spectrum that actually makes sense versus the artificial left versus right that just, you know, you have this three-card money game going on, uh, it seems to me, uh, you know, maybe things are now getting serious enough that people will make, you know, well, I sure, I sure hope you're right, man. And I and I really appreciate the optimism, and I'm glad that uh, that you've gotten excited. And as JJ pointed out last night, the Ron Paul campaign, people find liberty through Ron Paul, and then they find more liberty through all the things <laughs> yes. that are connected to Ron Paul, like the Free State Project or Mises. this radio program or Mises Institute. And then they tend to get more and more principled uh, over time, and you know the student becomes the master, so to speak. And before you know it, you've got a burgeoning, exciting liberty movement, and it's. Ron Paul is the reason why a lot of people are here in New Hampshire as far as so the So just skip project. ahead. And jump to New Hampshire and move <laughs> that's here. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. That's uh, that's uh, what I'm thinking is that it's an effective way to get the message out. So uh, what I actually, the heart of my uh, calling was I'm wondering, just so after I've expressed that I'm a Ron Paul supporter, but now I sit back and I, and I contemplate what would uh, Ron Paul really do if uh, – if he once he's president, would he, he would repeal all of the executive orders that have been made, and he would pardon a whole bunch of people to start with. Right there, he could do Did that. Did he say that? Or oh yes, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He could bring the military home from around the world. Yeah. It seems like he's pretty hell-bent on that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the 131 nations that we have more, that the United States government has more than 1,000 military bases in. He um, could use his uh, Dr. No abilities, because if you look at what he's how he's voted over the years, he votes no on everything he considers unconstitutional, everything which is almost con- everything. Everything that Congress passes, it's going to have to come to a two-thirds so uh, he'd veto quorum it. on, which means that, uh, that it, it'll uh, lock up the whole... Democrat-Republican paradigm for at least four years. But even so, even if Ron Paul is elected, the nature of the beast isn't going to change. It's okay, it'd be great if he brought the, the troops home. That'd be super. I mean, there's some things he could do that I would have to say would be great if he did them. But ultimately, it won't change the fact that this Leviathan is constantly getting involved in more people's lives and destroying freedom it and might take hurting a chunk people. out of the growth of government and the only way to really change things is to get involved on a local level get liberty loving people together in the same place bring the ron paul supporters to new hampshire the people that understand what freedom is you know not the fair weather supporters but the people that really get it uh bring everybody who really loves liberty all to the same place secede from the united states get the show heck them a better out. way yeah and then forget about the failure that is the uh, the united states federal government there is no restoring america that's going to happen it's either going to crash and burn uh or get much worse and uh and so while i support ron paul i support him from from the perspective that he's spreading the ideas Mm -hmm. that hopefully will lead people to conclusions that they need to do more than expect ron paul to fix it for him because that's not going to happen well that that's true but uh i'm thinking that uh, you know pretend that that he is president what sort of things could he do that would actually I just told you. Uh, be success- well, so be he wants to answer no, the question. Be, be successful. Uh, be perceived as successful by the uh, the average American, and thus give credibility to his ideas, and then get uh, popular support towards uh, rolling back some of these governments and things. And well, what do you believe uh, he'll do? Sitting- well, I I think that the things you mentioned before about bringing the the troops home and uh, revealing some of the. Uh, uh, executive orders, but uh, that—that's what I'm wondering. Is what other things? Can, Fair enough. Thanks for the call. Do. Appreciate uh, hearing from you, Kelvin. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Eight five five four fifty free. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. It's Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Oh, shoot, Michelle, I didn't turn your mic on. Sorry about that. Michelle. And Mark. (laughs) And Michelle just getting in fresh from the uh, protests down in New York City, the Occupy Wall Street. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But first... On Free Talk Live, we talk about uh, getting into gold and silver um, on a pretty regular basis here. It looks like uh, precious metals have taken a little hit here recently. I don't know whether it's some kind of conspiracy within the the commodities trading markets or whether, you know, it's down and it's going to go back up. But frankly, I consider it a buying opportunity. 
I've taken uh, the, the opportunity, and maybe you will too. It's gold.freetalklive.com is a great way to get uh, some great prices on gold and silver. On the Internet, we believe we have some of the best rates there. But not only are you helping Free Talk Live and GCN, but you'll be getting gold and silver uh, for you in your hands. The GCN you is our it. syndicate. That's right. Oh. Uh, the syndicate GCN uh, owns Midas Resources, who is the company. It's the other way around. Midas Resources Something owns like GCN. That. But nonetheless. GCN's getting to be a player these days. You go to gold.freetalklive.com. Live.com and you can get your gold and silver there. And by the way, Mark, you said it's down, but it's still way up from what it was a decade ago. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I remember when I bought silver for the first time, I got it at nine something an ounce. It's now at 30 something. So it's got to feel good. You know, it. I don't think about it that much. And that's the nice thing about silver. You just kind of, you can get it and then sit on it and not yep. have to think about it. It'll be there for you. And you don't have to worry about the government printing out more. It can't print silver, so mm-hmm. they can't take the value away from it like that. So that's that's how I feel about it. So I don't think about it very much. A lot much. of the value uh, from precious metals at this point is just from the paper money that they've been printing. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Farmer Brad is on the line in Texas. Hello, Brad. Hey there. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm a recent recent listener and obviously first time caller. Enjoy enjoy y'all's conversation tonight, and and just some thoughts that I had I wanted to share is, you know, this Occupy Wall Street is you know some of the attention definitely needs to be turned back on the banks and the Federal Reserve, and I know there's a lot of stuff popping up this weekend. People going to occupy the Federal Reserve, especially here in Texas and other places in the Boston has a big big uh, thing there too as well. Nothing at yeah, all and, down but, in, in uh, New York, though. Yeah, and, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I saw that Jesse Ventura was there in Minneapolis at the Federal Reserve, and that was kind of neat seeing him there. But, you know, in the first time kind of a, a uh, upper elected official even showed up at one of these things. But Well, um, actually, today in, in, um, in New York City, John Cooney was going to be showing up. I think that's how you pronounce his name, right? Isn't that, Who's that? Um, Obama's new spokesperson. Okay. Yeah. This is the only thing the Obama campaign might be able to, to you know, ride to victory. They're not going to ride anything to victory there. It totally is not about a Republican-Democrat thing at all. It is completely... It certainly it's was not in a D.C. Tea right, it, exactly. And that's why we were kind of curious in going yeah. down there okay. to see. But it was So, Brad, tell that. me more. Well, I mean, that's part of the thing that's kind of concerning us now is that, you know, the... The unions now have gotten involved, and the Obama administration is getting involved, and they're trying to hijack this thing. When we know he's really the biggest one to blame, you know, his whole—he's just completely bought out by, by the bankers. But um, a thought that I wanted to share that kind of occurred to me is, um, you know, again, we're trying to focus on what is, what's the purpose of this, what are, what's the agenda, what are we trying to get accomplished from this? You know, it's kind of very sporadic right now, and we need to kind of come up with a focus. And something that occurred to me talking with a friend uh, reminded me that movie uh, V for Vendetta, mm, yeah. where they gave people the deadline November 5th. And we literally have that coming up within four weeks. That's what the agenda should be is we're saying get rid of the Fed or the Congress needs to do something about well, this. Well, get right on now. out there Your and do something. November 5th, or we're going to be marching on the White House. Well, instead of, instead of like we, go I. They have go a out fence around the White House, so <laughs> I don't know if they're going to let you get very close to it. Well, I mean, that's it's it's everyone needs we need to put a focus to this and we need to give the Congress. Here's the my problem with, with to act. I get what you're saying. And I you know, that makes sense. But here's my my biggest gripe when it comes to protests. 
I think protests, by the way, I want to say something good about them. I think protests are great because it gets people out, gets them doing something, it gets them excited. Uh, they get to meet new people. There's networking that goes on, socializing. It's useful, I think, from those perspectives. But if you're marching on D.C., what is that going to really do? Lots what, of people have marched on D.C. Right. What is the ultimate goal and why do you think marching is going to somehow acquire that? Well, there needs to be... I don't know. You know, I look at what the history of our America is, and I can't imagine our forefathers or even here in the history of Texas letting our, you know, letting our elected representatives get away with this and not holding them accountable. Now, and we've got this pressure of the um, election year coming up here. But, I mean, but you're still going to be choosing between, you know, scumbags unless Ron Paul happens to get the nomination. This election year, I will not vote for... One of those teams. Right. So that's just it. You have to ask yourself. And saying I don't know is a fair answer because most people have never thought about this. But uh, you have to ask yourself, what am I willing to do? What should we, those of us who are concerned about the state of things around here, what should we do if marching on D.C. and New York and wherever it is we're marching on, you know, by the whatever date doesn't result in what we want to see change? What will you do then? Well, I think what we've got to do is unite people and focus this on something, put a deadline out there that... that so know, the deadline passes, like nothing changes. You, you, and I think a lot of people... You, you're repeating yourself, Brad. ...relate to that. Brad, you're repeating yourself. I like V for Brad. Vendetta. Great movie. It made it almost... Made, I think I did cry a little bit uh, at the end of that film. Um, great film. You're so sensitive. I, I get I've it. I've missed you. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I want to die. The de- you reach the deadline... And nothing happens. Then what? What do you, Brad, do? Well, I think the whole me. I'm personally extremely actively involved in in what I do. You know, basically my expertise is the local food economy. But I see this as an opportunity to get people to really think, and they have to have some sort of focus, at least a. a a, a at least a date where everybody yep. can you know this and you've repeated yourself again and i appreciate it and thank you uh, brad for the call thank you very much uh so he wants you to march it's, it's on tough. november 5th it's tough to answer okay. that question okay but to address that though you know that whole idea of we jason tally and ryan maddox and Derek uh, freeman and i went down on tuesday and we went down with an open mind because we'd seen of course the videos and what have you there were so, you cannot believe how many cops there were. They were they were lining the perimeter of the park. Do you know how many police officers in blue that is? They were totally peaceful. They joked. I gave I must have given out a hundred um, cop block DVDs just to cops. Hmm. And they're not the ones that are doing the hitting and the beating. It's the white shirt administrators. And one guy, um, one cop that I was talking to is an oath keeper, hmm. and uh, said something about. Um, I said, hey, do you know who Anthony Bologna is? Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, he's a bad man. This is Tony the guy Bologna. that pepper sprayed people. Yes. And he goes, try working for him. You mm. know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a bad dude all around. But in any case, so we had a real open mind. And the first couple of days, I stayed around the perimeter and mostly talked to people who were um, vacationers and trying to get their what their ideas on it all were. And I parked the City Evolution banner right in front of the CNN van. So I was right. in all their shots. Really? <laughs> yes. Very sharp. Did eight interviews and, and it was awesome. And then I started venturing in because I didn't want to invade on these people's home, you know, and I kind of, I just wanted to make sure that I was, uh, 
you know, being respectful. So I took in handy wipes, individual handy wipes with the CD Evolution sticker on it so that they could, you know, know who they, who was giving it to them and had some great conversations. And out of, you know, over a hundred conversations I had, only two were negative. Meaning toward the idea of freedom? Yes. Okay. And so there, most people simply have complaints and are open to suggestions. Excellent. And yes, I was really pleased. And they were very peaceful. The agorism that was going on, the voluntarism, they set up a volunteer medic thing in there, volunteer security, so to keep so people could sleep at night and they could keep the police out from bothering them mm-hmm. and coming in. And um, they had uh, someone was, you know, uh, doing cigarettes, rolling cigarettes and had a whole thing set up. There was food going on. It was pretty it was pretty impressive. They were renting out sleeping bags and, you know, lending them if you didn't have one. And every so the ironic thing, though, that uh, Ryan pointed out was people people did still think that the state should be involved. And we kept pointing out, look at all the voluntarism that you have going on here. Why do you think you need the state? And it made them go, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The state's only going to mess it up and screw everything mm-hmm. up when once it does get involved. Yeah, they've got some money. Don't worry. But they've also got a bunch of rules and they'll ruin it for you. Whatever good idea you have, don't worry. Getting the government involved will ruin it. Well, I'm glad to hear that because uh, that's another – I've heard someone else assess it in a similar way that a lot of people are able to see what the problems are. And they've always been told that the state's the answer. Yeah. But they just need to hear the you know what the state really is and what the real answer is. And that is honoring your neighbor's choice. I did ask one freedom. cop. I did point out to one cop that he had a strap on. On what is that? A gun strapped on, but I just said you have a strap on. We're out of time. If you didn't get on the air tonight, call us back tomorrow night. We'll start things out right at seven o'clock Eastern, as we always do. We do it seven days a week. So go to freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. And now it's time for the Leadership Radio Minute with tips and advice on how to maximize your own leadership potential. Here's international leadership expert and New York Times best-selling author, John C. Maxwell. We live in a culture that values titles. But what value does a title actually have? If you are focused on gaining a title in your career, you're not setting yourself up to be the best leader you can be. Instead, focus on the work you can do. If it's significant and adds value to people, then it doesn't need to come with a title. The investment in others will be your reward. A position is not a worthy destination for any person's life. Titles are not enough. Leadership is meant to be active and dynamic. Its purpose is to create positive change. You do that by focusing on growing to your potential and helping others do the same. For the Leadership Radio Minute, I'm John C. Maxwell. For more information on how to maximize your own leadership potential, please visit johnmaxwell.com. True leadership isn't a matter of having a certain job or title. In fact, being chosen for a position is only the first of the five levels every effective leader achieves. In his new book, The Five Levels of Leadership, leadership expert and New York Times bestselling author John C. Maxwell helps you to become more than the boss people follow only because they're required to. He gives advice on how to grow further, achieve results, and build a team that produces. The Five Levels of Leadership, the newest book from John C. Maxwell, is available wherever books are sold.